Hey, what's up, Halo fam? This is Fast Times Under the Halo, a.k.a. Randy Oz, and welcome to the Halos in the Infield Baseball Network. Before we dive into today's video, we just want to remind you that if you're watching us on YouTube, to hit that like button if you enjoy our content. Leave a comment down below to let us know all your thoughts. Also, don't forget to subscribe for more awesome videos like the one we're just about to drop. And finally, smash that bell notification to keep yourself updated every time we go live or drop a new video. If you're finding us on iHeartRadio, Apple Pod, Podbean, or Spotify, make sure to leave us a five-star rating as well as leave us a comment. All right, Halo fam. Now with that out of the way, let's get the show started. Son, where'd you find this? Welcome to the Heady Weekly Wrap-Up, the show that brings you all the latest on the week that was in Angels baseball. You will find game highlights as well as all the news, stats, and quick recaps of the entire previous week. Stay tuned for insightful commentary, weekly awards, and eye-opening insights from around the Angels baseball world. What's going on, Rob? How you doing, brother? Randy, good, brother. How about yourself, man? Oh, man, you know, just a little sore, but, you know, had a great freaking weekend, man. Got to watch some awesome baseball, except we didn't win. <laughs> Tough on the not winning part, man, on the losses, but, Randy, got to ask you, man. Opening day, first time, Angel Stadium. How was it, man? Oh, man, it was it was everything it could be and so much more, dude. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw that post that I put on my story earlier. Uh, I mean, got to hang out with Todd Fox, the one and only James. Got to, got to meet a few people. Didn't get to meet as much as I was hoping to, but uh, I don't know where you were, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, man, it's, you know, the only thing missing from opening day was my grandpa, man, my dad's father. Grandpa Yaz, man, uh, he just loved baseball. He's a big Giants fan. Loved the Angels too. Um, he was the reason why I don't like the fucking Dodgers. I'm probably gonna bleep that out. <laughs> it's too early in the show for an f bomb. <laughs> um, he actually told me you can root for anybody you want, just you're not rooting for the Dodgers. And well, he he rooted for the Angels and the Giants, so that just naturally picked between those two. But anyways, good man. Yeah, awesome man. Uh. I just couldn't help but think, man, I, you know, it was my first flyover. That was freaking cool. Uh, the whole atmosphere, you know, I, it's, you know, it's been a while since I've seen it. State Angel Stadium, that packed, that loud, man, at least, you know, when I'm there. Um, I just, I just couldn't help but think about it, man. You know, he would have loved everything. He would have just been in awe, you know, just, mm-hmm. just, just to see all that. And I know, I know once, we, you know, when we didn't win, you know, it's like I said, you know, he would have just looked at me, probably saw me all bummed out, and he would have been like, you know what, son, it's all right. Because the only thing important right now is a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pops didn't take losses too serious, man. So, But I had a great time, dude. Got to hang out with, like I said, Todd, James, got to meet a bunch of people. You know, got to just got to, got to have fun, man. And, you know, uh, I don't think I've ever experienced Angel Stadium in that in that you know 
and that light, dude. You know, so that you know, it it was great, dude. I I hope I hope I get to do it again. I plan on doing it again next year. I'm gonna try. <laughs> Shoot, I may try every year from here on out. Shoot. So you want me to hear, hear me complain at all, man? It's be good. <laughs> yeah, man. Great time. Uh, again, thanks for everybody for you know coming out and meeting me. And uh, again, thanks for to- uh, thanks to Todd and Steve Elise for their hospitality. Great hosts, great people. Finally got to make a dream come true, and gonna try and do it every year from now on. I'm gonna try. May not be every year, but I'm gonna try. And for those of you guys who don't know Randy, overall, I mean, just him there at the stadium with the fans too. It's just an added experience to it all because the love of the game. The love for the game, excuse me, that he has is just so amazing. And to see someone live it out, there's no one more deserving, in my opinion, on the Heat Network to experience an opening day as electric as it was, especially like game one, right? We're going all the way until the end. They blew the lead, but those home runs, I mean, you tell me that Mike tried home run the first inning. How great was that? Oh, dude. I was sitting, uh, I think we're, oh, we're, we're, we're standing right there out there in the, uh, you know where the bullpen is, uh, and you know right above it, up in that, up in that. Uh, I guess it's called the concourse. Yeah, the concourse. There you go. Um, yeah, we're all standing there. We're just we're talking to Jim and all them, and all of a sudden it's crack. I'm like, oh, here it comes, and I'm I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, no, it's gonna drop. No, it's still going. It's gone. I'm like, oh, we we were just going nuts, dude. <laughs> and I'm sitting there shivering. I hadn't got my sweater yet. I'm like, ah, it's cold, but yeah. <laughs> Yaws, you gotta be kidding me, man. You were right there. I was in that Medela line behind you getting what? nachos. What? And I called you and I called you three times while I was in that line. Oh, dude, my phone I couldn't hear my phone. My phone was on silent, I think. Um I it seems like was, every time I go to these games I have a problem with my phones. I couldn't hear nothing, dude. Same thing, uh what was it, uh Saturday night? Yeah, I couldn't hear and I had Todd's phone the whole time. And I had my phone in my pocket, man. I'm, I miss. I had I had messages from everybody, dude. I would finally, like, uh, like I said, Saturday night I was recording Todd and everything, and I finally looked at my phone after like an hour, and I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, how you guys did not get kicked out of that stadium amazes me. Uh, you talking about the clown outfit? The clown outfit on Saturday. Oh, dude. Um, <laughs> well, that's we'll see. That's what everybody. Uh, was wondering too. Though, like, are they gonna let him in? Steve Elise was certain that they weren't gonna let him in. <laughs> I mean, and I was just thinking, well, I mean, I guess I've kind of figured they would treat it like a. I mean, they paint themselves at football events and stuff. It's a sporting event. I mean, so Todd asked me, he goes, so what do you think? He's all just to be on the safe side. He's all, should I wear the wig <laughs> and the nose? I go, well, I go, if you're worried about getting in, I would. Just to make it funny, you know. But mm-hmm. when we got there, dude, they didn't seem to have a problem with him dressed up. It was the noisemaker. Couldn't bring in the honk. <laughs> Which was, in my opinion, like 50% of the gimmick. I think Todd felt the same way, you know, that, you know, walking around. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you can bring in a cowbell and you can sit out there in the upper section and hit that thing the whole time. Yeah, no kidding, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah, they were all worried he wasn't going to get in, but it sucked because we walked all we had a 
of a time getting out of the stadiums uh, Friday night, which uh, was weird, man. I, we were all in agreement that we felt like the like the elevators were down because the way when we were leaving, we were like, "Oh, dude, this is way too many damn people," you know, coming down these you know these uh, ramps and stuff, leaving the stadium, mm-hmm. and then getting out of the stadiums like, "Holy crap, this is insane!" Then again, I guess also Friday night, maybe just I guess I'm used to a lot of people leaving, you know. Try to beat that traffic. It didn't seem like anybody left early Friday night. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday night, night they night. left early. I mean, shoot, we stayed away. We stayed around for the fireworks, and a lot of people. Oh, left. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think Friday night anybody left early, dude. Um, well, I mean, not. I, I left early Friday night. <laughs> well, you, you had you you had a reason to though. You had to. Yeah. Parent, yeah. Parenting had to had to take precedent, which is that's totally fine. But yeah, Saturday, man, man, we. Oh yeah. I think I think Friday was a long day for everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> but Saturday, man, we parked we parked uh, you know toward um, toward the front. Five. Yeah, yeah, we had to we had to walk all the way to the stadium, and and then we get there, and they're like, no, we can't even honk. We're like, oh, <laughs> so Todd's gonna have to go all the way back, and he kind of looks at us, and I'm like, oh no, he's gonna ask us. And he didn't say anything. I was like, you want us to walk back with you? And he's like, you cool? I'm like. All right. Thanks, Todd. We're not getting our show. Hey, bobblehead now. <laughs> but there wasn't even that many people there yet. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot to set a, put a picture of it. I got four bobbleheads now. I'm, I'm, I'm almost caught up to Fernando on the bobblehead collection. <laughs> Is that possible? Yeah, I don't think so. I'd have to be collecting for she. Well, he said, I forget what he told me. We, we were having conversations earlier. And uh, he was telling me about uh, how uh, people uh, he would get uh, bobbleheads from people, and that's how kind of how he started his collection. Matter of fact, I think he he just uh, I think he just bought the Shohei Thirteen Strike bobblehead that we just got off somebody. Did he really? Yeah, he's having it shipped to him. Oh wow! So, yeah, and he has the, the setup of all bobbleheads. The only thing that bothers me that he has. It's that stupid Coyotes jersey, and I understand why he has it, why he's a fan. I respect it. It's cool. But just the whole collection is so freaking cool that he has. And I see that Coyotes jersey, and just being a Ducks fan, I'm like, why? <laughs> Shots fired on Fernando! No, hey, <laughs> no hate here, Fernando. Phoenix Coyotes like the Ducks. They're not a threat to anybody, but it's just hard to see. All right, Rob, so let's uh, go ahead and get into some news from this past week. Not a whole lot of news, but we do got a few items we want to touch on. And the first item I want to bring up is the uh, Anthony Rendon uh, four-game suspension. I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's it's over now. You know, he's officially back. He came back, what, was it Saturday night? Or was it Saturday, Saturday night? Saturday night, yeah. Um, So, you know, Tio Tony's back, so hopefully he's he's here for the long haul and we don't have to have any more mishaps there. Chris Rodriguez suffers a setback with sh- some uh, shoulder soreness. Man, Rob, I'm telling you, dude, like, he's been here, what, three years? Almost three years, I think? Mm-hmm. And the dude has, I don't think he's been, he- I mean, he, I mean, he's seen the field a little bit, but, I mean, dude, he has not been healthy. And it seems like it's setback after setback. After a setback, and quite frankly, dude, I think I'm kind of over it. I think it's just time to cut your cut your loss here, and just go your separate ways. Because I just, I I just don't see him ever being being able to stay fully healthy for a full freaking season, dude. What do you think? 
yeah, I mean, he's 24 years old. Um, he was ramping up to get ready for the season, what, about a week ago? And then, yeah, I get to set back now. But uh, when you go under, when you go to get surgery to repair that, uh, what do you have, a torn capsule? What do you have? And it's, yeah, and it's throwing shoulder. It's something in his throwing shoulder, right? Yeah. Tore it. Mm-hmm. And uh, any sh- soreness or tightness and lots of stuff to be re aggravating that injury. It's tough to say, Max. I liked him. Mm-hmm. He came out, he pitched well for us. Yeah. When he was in the major leagues and he had the stuff. He had yeah. the stuff to do it. But how is he going to look now after the surgery, not playing competitive baseball, especially in the major leagues for mm-hmm. two years now, at least? Two full seasons. So it, it's hard to say, man. I mean, looking at it, he still is only 24. Do you give the guy till he's 26, finish out the contract, let it happen? Or do you move on? You have Sam Bachman in the wings. We have Ben Joyce, we keep talking about too, right? You have all these other guys. And last year's draft, we drafted nothing but pitchers. Yep. So, I mean, there's guys there in the wings waiting to come in. And I would almost give him a shot, put him back in the minor leagues. And if you don't think he has it, trade him off, ship him off, get something out of him. But uh, I don't know. I figure you're invested this much into the guy. Why not? That's actually not a bad idea. You know, maybe say, hey, let's let's not worry about the major league roster. Let's let's put you down there in the minors. Let's see if you can stay healthy for a minor league season, you know, and then we'll give you a spring invite, see how you look, and we'll go from there. You know, if you look healthy, we obviously know how you are when you're healthy. That's that's just the main key. You know, you're not you're not really coming to spring training to show us if you got the stuff to make this squad. You're coming to spring training to show us if you could stay healthy. We, we don't have a lot, you know, we don't have a lot of money invested in them, but we got a lot of time invested in them. And he's cheap option right now, so you know, <clears throat> yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, you want to put him down there and bring him back up later and uh, next year and see what see if he can stay fully healthy for a season, see if he can stay healthy for a full spring training, and maybe make this squad. Man, yeah, I'm not, I got no problem with that. Yeah, um, I mean, 19 months without pitching to live yeah. batters, it's just a long time. That's a long time to not be throwing a baseball, mm-hmm. especially for a guy that makes a living off that <laughs> yeah exactly what about you brother you got anything you got any news or notes you want to touch on yeah first thing i just, one thing i want to touch on especially after this game on uh sunday is estevez mm-hmm. i have not been impressed i know in uh, spring training i'm not sure if you guys saw the article by the athletic sample where he talked about estevez working on his pitches he's working on a, a lot of new grips for his changeup. He wants to do the slider harder, so he gets more break and all that stuff. Do they want to We're bring his, about, fastball, his fastball up in the zone a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you read that article, right? You saw that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the fastball up in the zone, but maybe he's really hitters, man. They catch up those fastballs. And <laughs> I'm not a big fan of a 30-year-old closer mm-hmm. changing his grips. And I don't get me wrong, I understand. Breaking balls are less effective up there in the higher altitudes as it is just like in spring training, right? They're not as effective or that you get bigger breaks there that you don't usually get right. in playing Anaheim and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I look at it this way. If you're changing your grips now at 30 years old and you want me to rely on your numbers for what you had in the past couple seasons, which weren't great. He had bad year, good year, bad year, good year. I mean, it cycled through. I'm not impressed, though. So far, he has walked a guy almost every game he's pitched, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but dude, I think I yeah, it sounds about right. 
And if you're a shutdown closer, man, I, I want a K-Rod, a Troy Percival, a guy who's going to come in at Houston Street when we first got him. Mm-hmm. Ernesto Fieri, another one we haven't said in a while. Rysel Iglesias. Or nasty. That's why you have that name, man. <laughs> yeah, it's these guys came in and shut the door. But if yep. you couldn't do that today in extra innings, and even in other games we were up, you kind of made us a little nervous there, man, putting guys on base, leaving the fastball up. If you're not hitting that 100-plus plateau, I mean, not to say that, like I always say, right, who am I? I can't throw 98 miles per hour, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have these other guys throwing 100, 100 plus, and I know everyone's going to read Ben Joyce's thing. Oh, hey, he walked these batters. Uh, his game. Guys pitched one game. Two-thirds of an inning. Two-thirds of an inning. Mm-hmm. And he made a mistake. Yeah, he's a young rookie, but spring training, that guy showed out. That guy yeah. pitched hard, man. He was a great player in spring training for us. So I think he's ready now in the major leagues. Sure, does he need to refine stuff? Yeah, but I like him to refine it with Logan O'Hoppy as the mm-hmm. catcher, who is going to be his catcher, or with Matt Wise. What do you want? Yeah. Granted, I know the systems all work with each other, and they tell him Nevin can dictate down or Perry dictates down to say, hey, this is what we want out of Joyce and all that. But I look at guys. I remember. I don't know if you guys remember Mike Leak when he played for Arizona State. He went from baseball, Arizona State, mm-hmm. straight into – Pitching and pitching the World Series that year. Oh, wow. Yeah, him, Brandon Finnegan did the same thing too. I don't know if you guys remember him. You had Andrew Miller as well. These guys all moved through the ranks pretty fast and they were up there in uh, major leagues within the, the same year they were drafted or the very next year. And I think Van Joyce has that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's, he showed this spring that, you know, he's, he's a pretty damn good pitcher. Um, I guess. Because he didn't face this kind of, you know, what he had to deal with the other night. I would like to see at least how he bounces back from it. You know, I like I got this thing about seeing young guys, you know, where their head's at after a loss. You know, especially a loss that they totally just, you know, shat to bed. Mm-hmm. You're real. So I, 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 like, I, like, I like to see how they bounce back. You know, you show me you, you, you can put that loss behind you. It doesn't affect you. It's like, yeah, I totally screwed that up. Oh, well, I know that's not me. You know, I had a bad night, bad day, whatever. So if you can go out there the next time, show, show, show that you can be you, you know, then go do it. Um, yeah. I mean, but I will say this about Estevez, though, real quick. Sorry, brother. I will say this about Estevez real quick. I, I'm with you 100%. He scares the bull crap out of me. I don't trust him. I mean, I don't even know why. I don't even know why we're even relying on this guy to be a back-end guy. You know, he has no mentality back there, it seems. Um, he came out of spring training still working on this stuff, so he didn't, even, he, didn't even, he didn't even get it fixed or anything, it seemed. It seems like everything he had trouble with in spring, he's having trouble with here in the regular season. I mean, I don't know if he – I mean, he's, he's a 30-year-old guy, so I don't even know if he has any options left at all. So – I mean, this guy needs to get it together or get it gone. Yeah, he, he does, man. It's, his ERA is just inflated. Granted, it's Colorado that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So he has some good years in there where it's like, okay, this guy has something. But, again, just the matchup-wise, you just don't trust him. But 
yeah. then we we have Tapera. We're throwing a 35-year-old Ryan Tapera out there, and he's hit or miss too. Granted, his numbers are good at times and bad at times. He struggles, but yeah, he's he's a pro. He bounces back. I'm just at the point now where it's I'm all in, all in now. If I I want to keep Shohei, wow. and I want him to to know that when he pitches that he's safe. If I'm Shohei Otani and I'm up six nothing and they take me out of the game, I hand over the bullpen. I want to know that they're not going to give up six runs. Right. Granted, they, Reed Detmers got was on the hook for a lot of those runs today, but at the end of the day, bullpen gave up six runs. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in the Major League of Baseball. If you score six runs, you should win that game. Yep. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. And it's like you said, you know, with Estevez or Estevez, however you say it. Um, trying to teach a 30 year old pitcher, you know, new tricks, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of tricky, man. I mean, these guys, these guys have done pretty much been set in their ways for at this point, what, almost over 10 years. Mm-hmm. You're asking them to come in and just completely change crap. It's like, oh, man. Just let him pitch. Just let him pitch his game, you know. And if it if that ain't a clo- if that ain't you know the closer role, then oh well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest uh, thing that bit us that could bite us in the ass if we don't do something about it. And that's the whole closer situation. Yeah, because well, it was a couple of years ago. Before I want to say before we got Rysel, yeah. we finished twelve games away from the wild card spot. The year before we got Rysel, we had eight blown saves that year. Eight. Wow! So you look at the retrospect on that. We were four games away from a playoff spot. Yep, and it wasn't bad. Anaheim, it was moving good in Anaheim, and that's the turning point, right? Where kind of teeters guys one way or the other. Hey, do I want to be part of this franchise and help them build to what they think they could be potentially, mm-hmm. or am I going to go to a team who's going to guarantee me to win? And I just don't see the bullpen that we have and the arms that we have is going to help us do that. And granted, a lot of this is Shohei's fault as well, too. And I'm going to say it. People could hate on me for saying this. It's Shohei Otani's fault for having to have a sixth starter. You're taking away a spot for a relief pitcher to have another starter who cannot come out of the bullpen as well because the mentality of a starter is to be a starting pitcher only, to mm-hmm. come in on their regiment, come in when the game first starts, not come in after the fact, having an opener type thing. Guys didn't do well with that. Yep. Starters are very mental. Absolutely. I mean, pitchers in general, just mentality or temperamental. I mean, there's a lot of them are set in their ways. I mean, Todd touched. I mean, it's like Todd touched on in the post game today. Todd's been talking about this stuff for three damn years. You can't just be, you know, a round peg in a square hole. It's like you're you're putting this guy who's got closer mentality, and you want to put him in a seventh inning role, and you want to take a guy that's in a seventh inning role, long relief role, and you want to put him in the freaking closer role or, you know, whatever, dude. It's like these guys, these guys have certain roles. And, and if, and if, and if you're going to get guys, you know, to do something, be specific, you know, say, Hey, this is your role. This is what you're going to do. You're not going to be doing this. You're not going to be doing this and you're going to be doing this, you know, give these guys a role. And so they can, so they can, you know, get with it. Yeah. I, I just, I just don't think we have a guy on the, you know, on the current major league roster right now that that can fit the role of a closer. Ben Joyce is really the only guy, in my opinion, that fits that role, but he's not up here. Um, and I, like I said, I really just want to see how he bounces back before we even try to make any kind of move in that department. Because, like I said, I said it on the post game, his mindset could completely 
be completely shattered right now for all we know. So that's why I want to see how he goes out there and handles business next the next outing. He shows me he can handle the next couple of outings. I might I'm like, okay, well, let's see what he's got. Bring him up. I mean, yeah. what's what 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 how how much worse could it be? I mean I mean if he comes up here and completely shits the bed, at least he has options and go, all right, well, you just need to go down and cook and we gotta have to, we're gonna have to figure this shit out real fast. I mean, I don't know I don't it's gonna have we'll have to make a trade, dude. I mean <laughs> Joe Adele is gonna may, he may have to go sooner rather than later because I mean we can't we can't sit around and just have the back end of the bullpen keep doing this crap, dude, because you'll blow you'll blow this season real freaking quick. Yeah, and while Adele's red hot and everything too, if you're gonna trade him, now's the time too. I mean but even outside of that, you gave Chase Silseth an option last year. To yeah. try it out, right? I had a double A too. Yeah, and he was drafted that same year, yeah. right? Was he not with Sam Bachman? I believe so. So, yeah. you gave that guy a shot. Why not Joyce? Why, why are we hesitant with it? Did we learn from a mistake? But no, because still Seth was still in the runnings for major leaguers, right? And he's still pitching decent. Yep. Yep. But yeah, that's my that's my take takeaway from that right now is just the bullpen. We talked about that, right? I, I always I keep saying we're an arm away. We're an arm away from taking this team to the next level, and it shows. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said too, what's my role in the team? What what happened with it? Was it 2013 Yankees, where you had David Robinson setup man, and then you had Mariano Rivera closer? They yep. knew, boom, boom, or even better, the team that beat us the last time we were in playoffs, 2014. They had Kelvin Herrera, I believe. It was, yeah, Kelvin Herrera was the setup man. Greg Holland was the closer. They knew their role yep. all year long. And those guys were bad, were one-two punch. But you have a guy who's a setup man one day coming in the fifth inning. Right. Or, right. Yep. And the guy who's in the sixth, seventh inning is a setup man the next day. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nevin, get it together. I thought you were an old-school college baseball coach. Yeah. Know your role in the team. Brett Phillips knows his role in the team. His role is not to come out here and hit home runs. His role is to come play defense and go get on base and steal bases when we need him to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're paying them a million bucks. What's your role in the team? Everyone needs to know their own role, right? Fit into that role. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe the analytics side kind of affects Nevin's handling of the pitching staff. Because I mean, I love Nevin. Everybody knows I love Nevin. I'm I'm willing to give him a chance, you know. But you know, there are some areas he needs to work on. He's again, we forget. I mean, yeah, this guy's an older gentleman, but he's also. Been a manager for like a freaking what a year and a half, so he's he's learning too, you know, on the fly. So he's gonna make some mistakes. <laughs> like I don't know, like uh, I got one for you. Two outs, three two count. Why the hell aren't you sending anybody? Why are we just being stagnant on the bases? I mean, mm-hmm. you get guys running out there, you get you get movement out there. That's called distractions. I mean. <laughs> I've been saying this crap all weekend, man. How much of this game is a, a bunch of a uh, bunch of matchups? Goddamn chess match, man. Yeah, you know, you get you got you get guys moving out there, running around. You get you, you're distracting the infielders. You know, now they're worrying about okay, three two count. This guy's moving. Oh wait, wait, wait. oh, now the pitcher's tripping. Now you just walk the guy. But at least you got that guy moving, even even though even if you walk the guy, or what if the guy squares up? Now you got the guy on the move. Now you got a hit and run. Now instead of second, now instead of a guy at first and second, now you got a guy at first and third on the corners. Scoring position. Yeah, I agree. Oh. I mean, 
you got to get guys in motion. It distracts yeah. the fielders on ground balls. Yeah. It gets the guys shifting sooner or jumping sometimes too. These are professionals, I I know, but same time a runner in motion instinct kicks in. Second baseman crashes to go to second to cover the bag and boom, base hit. Speed the game up for the other team. Make them fucking work. There's my F-bomb. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do, what do they always tell kids, right? Hit ground balls, don't hit pot flies. Why? Yeah. The ground ball, they got to field it and throw it. Right, right. Got to make two plays instead of just one of catching a pot fly. The ground ball, is, there's a lot a lot greater chance for an error. Absolutely. Not too many guys are, you know, dropping pot flies, man. And if they do, whew, they're going to hear Except it. Except for today. <laughs> <laughs> Who dropped it? Oh, it was a what's his name from the Blue Jays dropped it? Kirk was it Kirk dropped it? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he dropped it and just uh, kept us alive, man. And Todd talked about pitch out in the post game that this game would have been over ten seven instead yep. of uh, twelve to eleven that it was. <laughs> All right, brother, what else you want to touch on? Brandon Jury, man, mm-hmm. you had me in crow. You had me in crow for just for a little bit, two two games. <laughs> And then you came back, oh boy. Man, you came back. <laughs> I know he had a home run against the Blue Jays there. It's again, he just doesn't look comfortable at the plate. Mm-hmm. Almost to the point now he's trying to do too much. He's trying to hit the home run, trying to drive guys in in a situation, just hit hit a single, let the guy behind you do the work. And we talked about it too a couple of times on the pregame show with James is that uh, when the lineup cards came out, James would go over, I'd be like, hey, why is he batting here? Why is there no protection behind him? Mm-hmm. There wasn't much protection behind him lately. And I've noticed he's been uh, – Mike Lamb is behind him. And Mike Lamb's not been hitting well for us either, man. It <laughs> makes him miss Walsh more and more. Yep. Um, but just to have that threat of someone behind you to pitch behind, and then I, I was always – Excuse me, I'm always looking at, hey, why isn't he in front of Giro Shella? Right. Who would you rather pitch to at this point in time, Brian Jury or Giro Shella? No, throw Jury the fastball in the middle. Let's get exactly. him out. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know how long. It's early in the season, right? Nine games in mm-hmm. so far. So you're not going to hit the panic button on it yet. But numbers don't lie. And just, you can see him pressing at the plate. You can just uncomfortable look yeah. at him and, I, I don't mind losing games this early now, but then when we come back to it, we're talking about the Oakland A's game. We're talking about two games now with the Blue Jays, three total, that we come when 162 comes around, are we going to be talking about, hey, those three games we had easily in hand that we lost, that, that's why we're not in playoffs. And oh. Thanks, Shohei, for the memories. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. He, he, he doesn't look too comfortable at the plate. You're right, dude. I mean, he's got he's got nobody back there that you know behind him that you could really think. It's like, okay, am I okay with you know just pitching to this guy? And if he hits me, it's like, okay, that's fine, whatever. I just don't want the next guy to hurt me. And right now, uh, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if uh, Lamb's that guy. I mean, if we're going based on you know where we're at right now, as far as being early in the season, kind of wish Gio uh, Gio or Shella would have got the two year deal. Yeah, you know, because I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we're able to get out of that Brandon Jury contract next year. I don't know how Perry has it set up. Be nice if we could not be on the hook for a lot of money. 
because um, I'd rather have Gio Urshela here, you know, if, you know, backing up, you know, a guy like Neto next year. I would yeah. so I, I I'd, I'd rather much have that because you know Gio can play anywhere as far as you know first, second, third, shortstop. I trust that guy anywhere in the infield. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> the, the 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 dude is a gamer. He is a professional ball player. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like me some Gio Urshela. Really impressed with him, and I, I'd much rather have him here the next you know next couple of years. Compa- you know, based on what we're seeing right now compared to Brandon mm-hmm. Drury. So, yeah, I'm with you, man, 100%. And one last thing on Drury is that everyone keeps saying that, hey, he's a great defensive player. So is Squid. So is David Fletcher. Yeah. That's the case, right? These guys are cheaper than Drury is. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So I'm, I'm tired of hearing that, right? Like, oh, he's just good defensively, so we're okay. No, we have that. We had that. Mm-hmm. We saw that last year. It didn't work out well for us. And that, those, those defensive uh... – Geniuses didn't score us a lot of runs. <laughs> so yeah, man, I'm a, I'm absolutely with you. You you called that one, dude. We're, that that's 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 one nothing rob right there. Live every night on the Halos in the Infield Baseball Network. Think about it. We'll get into everything that we're gonna get into as we go along, but I gotta rant real quick. But why would you throw out an inexperienced pitcher in a game you're still close in? And I don't care what the record is. You show up for a fucking rivalry game. But he's actually talking to him constantly. That is a sign of a really, really good coach. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time to talk some Angels baseball. And I'm talking baseball. Starting with the Mariners series. We got the uh, we got the old Rally Chris special, two out of three. We uh, took the first game, lost the second game, and took the rubber match. First game, we, uh, we beat them seven to three. Next game, we got smacked around 11 to two. And then the next day we came in and handled business four three. What did you t- What did you take out of that series, Rob? Uh, we'll let you We'll let you kick it off, my man. Told you so. With Suarez, <laughs> told you that guy was going to be an issue for us. Didn't have faith in it. I understand his stuff is good. His yep. breaking stuff is good, but your breaking stuff is only good when your fastball is on. Mm-hmm. And his is not on. I just don't think he has it. I think he is more of a Scott Shields type. Pitched a guy out of the pen, two, three innings. He can pitch multiple days in a row. Mm-hmm. I like to see him in that role more than I would a six starter, to be honest. I kind of hope Griffin Canning comes back, but he showed it here. I mean, he had a couple good innings, right? Yep. Where he came out and shut these guys down uh, subtle-handedly, right? But he goes out and gets himself into trouble and – going four innings or four and a third, excuse me, mm-hmm. on the innings, 
six earned runs on that's too much for me. We're almost wanted to do an Aaron Seeley type thing. It's for those of you who remember Mike Sosha did that when Aaron Seeley struggled, put him on a, I believe it was 75 pitches or five innings, whichever came first. Yep. I remember that. Other than that, man, Seattle series went, was pretty good for us. It just one game didn't fall our way. Yeah. And I'm with John Suarez, man. Um, not totally sold on him being a starting pitcher. I don't. I don't have no problem with him coming out of the bullpen. Just like you said, give us a couple of innings, two, three. You know, give some. You know, a little bit of long relief, mid relief. When I see Suarez, man, it's like when he goes out there, he's in the mindset. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. He's got that start. He's, he's got, he's got the starter mindset at first, and then all it takes is maybe, you know, a couple of bad, you know couple of things that don't go his way and it seems like Suarez he gets down on himself he you know the body language changes it seems like the mindset changes and sometimes I sometimes I feel like you know once he you know if, if he faces a little adversity I feel like he maybe he doesn't start he doesn't he starts not to trust himself I mean I just every time I look at him it's like ah oh, dude like you need to I mean, you look like you're you look like you're about to cry, dude. Like, come on. He's like, yeah, twenty five years old. Yeah, man. It's like you can't. Like, come on, Jose. Like, I just I just noticed that about him, dude. And I and I and I and I really saw it in that in that in that Seattle game. I'm like, dude. Like, he does not look comfortable right now. He, he looks like he doesn't want to be up there. So I was hoping I was hoping Nevin would you know. Or somebody would have came out there, you know, and just really talked to us, like, "Hey, you okay, man? Hey, get, get back into your mindset." It's just, a, it's a, you know, and I'm gonna, I know I'm jumping ahead here. It's just like Reed Detmers, man. It's like, dude, it, it, he's another one of those guys. It seems like once as he gets later in games, he starts, he starts to overthink it. It's like, dude, relax, keep mm-hmm. pitching your game. There's no need to go out there and get cute. Do what brought you here, bro. Don't, there's no need to go out there and do anything, you know, extracurricular. Just keep pitching your game. Stay in the mindset that you're used to. But I just think, you know, you know, especially with Suarez. I'm, I'm maybe not so much Reed. I'm not saying this is Reed. I don't, I don't feel like, you know, Reed. You know, he he can give up. He can give up a little bit, and he'll be fine. I think with Suarez, though, you know, he he couple of mistakes and he's just like oh no oh no oh no oh no and now that, let me ask you that's this horrible for a starting pitcher so go ahead let me ask you you think it's a to do to the catcher not knowing him and you need a certain catcher to come in and calm him down i mean for some people that that that, that could be a thing but i i don't buy that man i mean we got a good catcher behind the plate logan ohoppy can call a game and if you if you can't if you can't get rapport with him and you need a special guy, I mean I can understand with Showy, you know maybe the you know the language thing and all that. It, it, I can understand. Mm-hmm. But with other guys, you know, I just think dude, like if you need a if you need a a certain guy just you know to help you pitch better, well then get your ass out there and ha- and, and and make a rapport with with a guy. You know, force yourself to get better with a guy. Practice with that guy. Have extra sessions with that guy. 
you know, do something about it. Don't just sit there, oh, I need somebody coming. I need somebody else to do it. I need, I need somebody I can trust. Well, learn to fucking trust yours. There you go. That's getting worked out. Learn to trust your catcher, man. I mean, like I said, Logan, Logan seems like he can call a game. I mean, I have no problem with what Logan is showing right now. So trust the guy. And again, stay in your mindset. Pitch how you know how to pitch. That's just my take. Yeah, I mean, uh, on this series too, and Suarez has been kind of called out for this with the scouts is that, uh, yeah, he does limit hard contact with pitches nicely, but he doesn't excel. Mm-hmm. And any swing and misses, he doesn't have the swing and miss type stuff for strikes. Right. His his stuff is it. It's good. Don't get me wrong. Right. Got in major leagues pretty fast, but at the same time, Reed Detmers, I think surpassed him already. Patrick Sandoval obviously has surpassed him as well too. And he was in AAA at twenty years old, 20? 19 or twenty, something like that. He's in AAA at 19, 20 years old, and here he is, twenty five years old, and. Kind of said, did he plateau early? Or are we doing something wrong with yeah. him? I mean, That's why I kind of think bullpen move would help out. But then right. the other thing is, too, I always think about you know, all these lefties. You know, left in the bullpen with Matt Moore and Aaron Luke there. Mm-hmm. That's it. So all these questions we have to raise about this is just we have decent guys, but they're all the same caliber, the same type. And everything. When I go to buffet, right? I don't want eggs only, right? Or I don't want ten different steaks. I want a buffet. I want right different right. things I can go to and pick from. And that's what we kind of need mm-hmm. in that bullpen. And we don't have that. We have a lot of the same. Right. The Seattle series is you know, it was what it was. I mean, we took that thing. I mean, wasn't exciting as the Blue Jay series, I'll tell you that. No, was not. So let's get into not. that Blue Jay series. I mean, <sighs> man, and this is the series that's fresh in my mind. So, I mean, that's my fault for not keeping a whole lot of notes on that Seattle series. Crazy <laughs> week, crazy week, man. Crazy. Had to get It was a whole week of getting ready for opening, opening night for my ass. This, this Blue Jay series, man, I mean, it seemed in both losses, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, did we not have the lead in both those losses only to give it up and buttercup our asses? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. This series, dude, I mean, great. Don't get me wrong. I had fun watching this series. This was a fun series. You know, when you get it, when you get, when you get a series that, that feels like playoff baseball in April, I mean, you know, you're doing something right. Uh, the product on the field is top notch, you know, at least at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, you know, just you know, one of them series, man. The 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 bullpen just just wasn't there. But I'll tell you one thing that I learned from this series, brother. This team can hit. Yes, you know, for the most part, this team can hit. And and, and uh, to give Andrew from our uh, group chat some credit, he's absolutely right, man. I mean, our five through nine hitters this year, dude. I mean, compared to the last couple of years, I mean, that's been one of our biggest bitching points. You know, so, man, if we could just get that bottom of the damn lineup, you know, going, you know, for our for our big guys, you know, get guys on base. Well, these guys are getting on base. I still think for the most part, overall, we're still a little behind the curve on getting guys in on in scoring position. But this series, in my opinion, was a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. 
especially today, man. What twelve runs, eleven runs, something like that. Eleven runs on it. Yeah. Um, this team's gonna score a lot of runs this year, man. It's just all about you know, if if we if we go out there and score six runs, you know, like we did today, dude. Like six nothing at one point, we should not have lost that game. No, and I don't think we will. I don't, you know, like I said, like you say, it's early in the season. It's not what game number nine. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the bullpen can turn it around. I, I don't think we're going to lose a lot of games where we're ahead six nothing. You know, again, this is the Blue Jays, and I'm I'm still stand by it. I got them. I, I believe I have them winning the East. I mean, this is one of the beasts of the East, dude. I mean, this isn't this isn't this isn't the Boston Red Sox, you know. Baltimore Oreos, no offense. Like, come on, dude. The, the, the Blue Jays are a freaking a team that is stacked with professional freaking hitters, man. I mean, they are a good team. Maybe not got the best pitching. I mean, you know what? I mean, I'm not saying totally, but they're almost kind of like the Angels in a sense. You know, they got a really good lineup, and their 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 pitch is kind of uh, okay. Well, I mean the. Starting rotation is okay. It's pretty good. Yes, it of, who, who started for him today? Um, Kikuchi? Yes, it was Kikuchi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he's just he's garbage anyway. So, Angels have his number. Yeah, I mean, he's he's your he's your typical Sunday starter kind of guy. <laughs> um, let me also let, let, okay. Let's touch on this, brother, and I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get you in on this one. All right, Logan starts Friday night catching. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Saturday, the freaking lineups come out and Thice is catching. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, what are we doing? Th- and, I, and, I got, and I got crap for this on Twitter. Like, well, why are you mad that the backup catcher, you know, He's going to play a, a certain percentage of games. It's like, well, that's what Sunday games are for. That's what middle-of-the-week games are for. You know, days right before travel days. Like, I don't want to see Matt Thice on Saturday night. I want to see Logan O'Hoppy Friday and Saturday night. You, Like I said, I said on the post game, you can save Matt Thice or whoever the damn backup catcher is for the family four-pack of hot dogs and tickets and bull crap. Let Matt Thice be out there refereeing the goddamn kids run the bases. I don't want I don't want to see that son of a bitch playing on a Friday night or even a Saturday night, dude. I this is when I come out to the ballpark. I want to see my stars, man. I want to see my good players. Like I said, save that save that backup bullcrap for a Sunday or or or, or 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 you know, right before a travel day, dude. Like that 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 pissed me off. Then but although also, but though James, he made a good take, man. He's just like, hey, maybe they're just saving, you know, Hoppy for the next day when that ball travels. And man, did he? James kind of called that because Hoppy hit a home run today. Yeah. But what did you think about that, dude? When you saw Thice in the lineup on Saturday night, was not a fan. I, I'm with you on that. I think Logan O'Hoppy is the guy, and especially after we read that he came in on his day off to catch Tyler Anderson in spring training to work with him, to get those reps with him, to build a rapport with him. It was disappointing to see, and uh, I'm not sure if Nevin was going matchups analytic-wise and everything with uh, Barrios on the mound and Dice hitting it, that seeing the ball better against right-handed pitchers and Ohapi not, but Ohapi's the man. I 
I just want to put it out there. I hope this doesn't happen. But with all this analytics and stuff, if Stassi comes back, I hate to see him being inserted in the lineup in front of a hoppy. So Hoppy needs these reps. He needs these at bats. The guys, the kid's proven that he's ready to go. And not if only you do that, I'll go score like turf on this team, dude. Yeah. I, don't give a yeah. I swear to God, if they if they were to do that kind of crap, pull Hoppy just because Stassi's back. Well, hold on, no, Bob will freak the freak out, dude. Yeah, I, I will make. I, I will make. Oh, dude, I will turn on Phil Nevin so fast, so come fast. Him? What's that? Would it be coming from him, or could it be coming from upstairs? I'll I can turn on all of them. <laughs> I will. I will put player. I will put Perry and Nevin on blast right here. On, we'll spend an hour putting those. We won't even do a regular show, Rob. We'll we'll spend an hour putting those sons of bitches on blast, dude. They, they will hear my goddamn voice. They will hear your goddamn voice. I'll get the whole damn Heaty crew on this show if that ever happens. Yeah, I mean, it's looking at this. I hope they're not trying to play the long game. This isn't the NBA where you sit guys out so many games and they're behind all this stuff. He has travel days. He's other days. He's young. He's 23 years old, nine games in, let him catch Mm -hmm. see what he has. Let him prove himself. Not a fan of that, especially in a series like this where I think we both had the blue Jays win the AL East with a lot of other top sports writers have, have this team beat the Yankees Mm -hmm. in the AL East and have the Yankees come in wild card. So to see a potential playoff matchup and to, to measure where we're at, to see, I mean, you got to play your guys. You got to play your best guys out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blue now, Jays are a good team. Game. They're a good team, dude. Oh, yeah. Go back to game one. Chris Bassett. Yeah. You said you have, have good pitching. You look at that. The Angels only had one hit for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Now the Trout home run, then we finally – with Fletcher got a hit or bunt single, and then Otani got a hit. We didn't do much against that. The guy kept his team in the game. We, t- so, we, touched, on, we touched on Gio Rochelle earlier. How about that damn throw he made from third base to first, dude? That was, oh, man. I got, oh. I looked over at Todd, and I'm like, no way, dude. I mean, that was that. Uh, it's stuff like that is why I, I wish Gio Rochelle. I mean, on, on top of, you know, being pretty decent at the plate, you know, being a being a very very dependable you know guy off the bench. It, I mean, he's just fun to watch. Yeah, and yeah. I and I and, and man, I just feel it's. I'm just gonna go back to what I said. I'd rather have him for the next two years backing up our boys rather than Brandon Drury at, at the at where we're currently at in the season. I mean, just it just gave us a measuring stick of where we're at, and uh, we can compete. This team can hit. Just got to get the right situational pitching in there. I mean, I'll, I'll say it. Sound like a broken record all day. We need one more arm. We need um, one more arm. I'm agreement. I'm in agreement with you there, brother. One hundred percent. I would really like another right-hander in the start and rotation to break up this the whole left-handed heavy thing. And, and I definitely want another arm in the bullpen. Well, I think I I, I think the arm in the bullpen. What, what we need is is that closer. Yeah, and it just, and and like and like I said, we got a you know a guy like Suarez, you know, in a Scott Shields type role, seventh, eighth inning, sixth inning. He he may he might be able to do that setup guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just need you, you know, just bridge the gap to him. Yeah, get stronger though, man. That fastball, yeah, ninety-two miles per hour for a lefty's not going to cut it. And he relies a lot on that fastball. 
and you're not going to blow people away with the nine no. inch fastball. No, dude, he's got he's got a what a decent slider. Yeah, slider changeup and yeah, complements the fastball. But I mean, even then, you kind of start blowing that fastball by people. Yeah, for those to be really effective. But uh, you know, it's it, but you can't keep freaking just relying on that thing, man. I mean, the guys are just gonna start teeing off on you. Yeah, he's seen that. Um. This is gonna be this is what I, this is gonna be fun to touch on. I mean, I had a lot of fun calling this one. Todd and I were sitting there out there in the concourse, and we were talking about Hunter Renfro. And and, and Todd's like, dude, I just I know he's gonna get it going. I know he's gonna get it going. He's just that type of player. And I was like, well, is he is he notoriously known for starting slow? And and we both didn't we both didn't know the answer to that question until well, Swilly answered that question for us later on in the post-game chat, and he is. He's notoriously known for starting slow. So I told Todd, I said, hey, this guy just needs, he just needs one hit, one little screamer. And I bet you, I bet you that, I'll bet you it'll flip the switch for him. Next thing you know it, he's hitting that, he's hitting that screaming double down the left field line. And then his next to bat, he hits a home run. And then he turns around and hits a home run on Sunday. <laughs> I knew it, dude. I knew it. Like I said, I didn't know he was a. I didn't know he was known for starting slow. But from afar, we've all kind of seen what kind of player Hunter Renfro is. And he's a pretty damn good ball player. He's a pretty good hitter. And I just felt like, man, this guy just needs that one, that one little spark, dude. It's it's gonna it's gonna flip that switch, dude. And it seemed like that might have happened. And Hunter Renfro, yeah. big big part of this team. Like, no, no, don't don't gloss over Hunter Renfro. Like, nah, 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 nah. Well, if he doesn't do that, we'll call him Joe Adele. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hunter Renfro is a professional ball player, professional hitter. He's a professional outfielder. I mean, this the dude can play. And I really hope he plays himself into I don't know three four five year deal with the Halos. I want to, I I want to see Hunter Renfro in the outfield long term. What do you think, brother? I mean i I didn't know as well that he was a slow starter in the season, mm-hmm. but I did know looking at the stats from was it San Diego? He was seventeen to twenty nineteen or seventeen to twenty in San I believe, Diego. I believe so. He had twenty five or more home runs every year and as everyone knows petco park is a pitcher's ballpark to oh, hit the ball yeah. out of there mm-hmm. you gotta get a hold of it so i mean i knew he's gonna kick it up it's just a matter of when he was and then at what point in time would he kick it up to because we're gonna see how Pujols type player who's gonna hit home runs when we're either down by 10 or up by 10 right it makes zero difference so that's what you do at that point in time absolutely but uh but no yeah he's He's a real one, man, and he sees that ball now, and it's like a beach ball, like you said, that post game show. That he just needs that one, yep, that one to get him started. And sometimes it's a bunt, sometimes it's a single. For him, it was that double, and then he's on it. So, oh yeah, I'm excited, man. Excited to see. Absolutely, same here, dude. I mean, I tell you what, between him, his twin brother Trout, <laughs> my homeboy Ward, dude, it's. It's going to be a fun summer watching those guys just rake. And if you don't oh, think they're going to rake, <laughs> well, then you don't know ball. You ain't paying attention. Yeah, it's 
these guys have it all going in the lineup, man. Even today, mm-hmm. it's a tough loss, but yep. we're there. Absolutely, we're there with this lineup. Absolutely, <laughs> the pitching needs to. And there, and you know, there's that, there's that thing, there's that damn thing. And Todd's touched on this before too. Actually, Todd is the main person that touches on this every damn time. When the hitting's coming around, the pitch is not coming around. When the pitching starts coming around, the hitting starts suffering. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost at this point like, oh, yeah, as soon as the pitching figure it out, the offense is going to go to a freaking slump. I hope that's not the yeah. case. It just seems with the Angels, that's <laughs> it seems like the every year thing. Yeah, no, it does. It does. And, but is it situational? Is it what we're doing wrong? Because, like today, pitching didn't come around, but why is Ryan to pair in six inning? Right. This guy's your setup, man, quote, unquote. What's his role in the team? Does he know that he's coming in sixth inning? Because is he prepared mentally? Of course, he's a gamer. He's going to say, I'm ready to go. Full mm-hmm. phone rings, put the pair up. He's going to get up and warm up to get in that game. But a little out of category for me for yeah. him to be in that early. And then going to hitting-wise, like you said, your boy Taylor Ward today. I like Taylor Ward. He's 0 for 4. The rest mm-hmm. of the lineup picked him up. Yep. Yeah, the two guys right behind him, 2 for 5 today. You had Rendon 1 for 3 today. Renfro, three for five today. Mm-hmm. This is that team has that it factor. Then you had Renhefo struck 0 for five today. I'm not sweating Renhefo. I don't like his switch hitter still. I mean, I prefer him to pick one side over the other, stay more yeah. confident in it itself. But uh, you had Girochella pick him up today. Yep. Girochella's hitting the bottom of the order. Well, Hoppy hit a home run today. So you're seeing everyone contribute at the bottom half of the order. And that's what you need to win championships and make the playoffs. Those guys stepping up when. Trout, Otani, and Ward cannot do it. Absolutely, and like I said, and I, I touched on it a little bit ago. You know, that's kind of just been one of our biggest gripes this last couple of years is that five. Well, really, that well, we'll go six through nine. Really, six through nine hitters have just been trash, straight and pure yeah. trash. So, the fact that we got guys producing this year, I mean, that's I mean, that's that's already a night and day difference. Yeah, it absolutely is. So let's move on to uh, the upcoming. Washington National Series again. We won't. We don't typically spend a lot of time on upcoming series. This is a re, this is a recap show, but we like to give our thoughts on some. But that's what Todd and Fernando are for, and then they will they will they, I mean they will they'll give you the whole outlook of the upcoming series. But we got the Washington Nationals coming to the Big A. Washington Nationals are not good. The Washington Nationals suck. <laughs> if we. Well, first of all, I'm going to call it right now. Everybody's talking the Rally Chris special. We're sweeping the freaking Washington Nationals. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I might have, you know, said we're going to sweep Seattle. We almost did, except we blew that second game. (laughs) (laughs) But let me tell you, dude. Okay, I'm with Todd. You know, win two out of three, most of your series, 80% of your series, you're going to go to the playoffs. Totally agree. But then you get series like what's about to come up. And in everybody's season predictions, and I'm not talking just about Heedy, I'm talking about any son of a bitch that made a prediction this this uh this spring. Every person in their mama had the Washington Nationals losing at least probably close to a hundred games. Being one of the worst teams in baseball. Definitely the and one of the worst and the worst team in the East. That is a team like that is a team that the Angels need to beat up on. 
They aren't good. Not, they, they, they can't. I don't care what you say. I'm talking about you, Rob. Even though what I'm about to say, I don't care about what you say. <laughs> the Washington Nationals can't hang with the Angels in any in anywhere. I don't, care, I don't even care how bad our our, our uh, bullpen is in the back end. Don't care. Washington Nationals are that bad. So if we don't I care what I have to say, if we if we don't sweep them, if we lose one game, I'll be pissed. These games we should not be losing. These games. These are not games you need to lose. I mean, these are. You know, I don't even. I don't even think Oakland's not as bad as as Washington. I'm calling a sweep. We better sweep them. And if we don't, I'm gonna have something to say. I might not even wait till next week. Go for it, Rob. What do you think? Everybody, uh, go ahead and uh, send Randy some tissues because <laughs> I'm looking at Wednesday day matchup. Mackenzie Gore. I don't know if you remember Mackenzie Gore from San Diego. Mm-hmm. Pretty good pitcher has a off to a pretty good start this year. Two and zero, low ERA, nice lefty on an afternoon game on Wednesday out of the Angels element. I do see uh, Nationals taking that one there. Uh, yeah, Patrick Corbin, Josiah Gray going game one and two. I could see the Angels. I see the Angels be, winning those two games and then losing the Wednesday day game. I think Mackenzie Gore has that it factor. And uh, he has a pitching to beat us. And good pitching beats good hitting any day of the week, in my opinion. So I agree. But is uh but the Washington Nationals can't hit. So are they gonna score runs? I don't think so. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll go out on record right now. In each one of these games when the Washington Nationals come to the town, it's a three game series, right, Rob? Yep. Okay. Washington Nationals will not score more than Three runs in any one of these games. Swords is pitching tomorrow. I hope you know that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's how bad the Nationals are. <laughs> I'm not even worried about Suarez pitching. Nationals are, I mean, they, these, these guys might be epically bad. You know, I, I'm agree. you know, that third game, you know, got some good pitching going, but I just don't think they got the offense to back that dude up. He's gonna he's gonna get the Patrick Sandoval treatment from last year. Oh, poor Patty. Like I'm saying, this team will not score more than three runs in any one of these games against us. And Suarez, if you get to bed and make me eat those words, I'm gonna whoop his <laughs> You hear that, Todd? You better talk to your boy. I'm looking oh, at you, Todd Fox. God. You better talk to this dude, and I better not be eating crow come freaking Thursday. You like a medium roll then? Oh man. It's Major League Baseball, man. These guys are in the MLB for a reason. Every dog has its day. Oh, it, That's why there's a there's an E on the scoreboard for a reason. Every team has an L in the win and loss column for a reason. You don't have to win every game. You just got to win the series, man. I'm a firm believer. It doesn't matter who you're playing. They can beat you. No, you I get it. go out and win. But I, every season, well, there's sweeps. There are sweeps. Mm-hmm. I just think this is the this is that team. This is just, I mean, like I get it. I, I'm I'm hundred percent. You know, I, I preach this every night. It's a hundred sixty two game season. You know, you're not, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be let down quite a bit. But then there's series like these. Go back to your point we said earlier. What if we what what if we get the bet against the Nationals? Say we lose two out of three, just hypothetically two out of three, mm-hmm. and then we're looking back in October and it's like. That series. 
we missed the playoffs by a game and a half, and we lost those two fucking games. Is there any other team in this league that we could possibly play that's going to be as bad as the Nationals? Maybe the Oakland A's? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the, the Tigers? Yeah. The Royals? Sure, so. The Royals? I'm, when we play those teams, especially teams like the Tigers and the Royals, I'm calling sweeps. Those, I look at those guys. I look at those teams as the Washington National types. They suck. <laughs> they freaking suck. And, the, and I just think every year there's just teams you need to beat up on when you play them, and if you don't, man, it could come back to bite you in the ass. You know, a team like, okay, then you got teams like maybe the White Sox, you know, you know, a team like uh, Baltimore. I could be okay with, you know, winning two out of three and understand that we would only, you know, pull a two out of three and not sweep with mm-hmm. teams like that because they aren't, they're not that, they aren't bad. You know, they, they might not be great, but they ain't teams, yeah. And they and they may pull, they may they may get one on you. And then you know, and or you know, on a on a on a good week for them, they they may take two out of three, or maybe you just have a week and completely crap the bed, and they sweep you. But I just, man, it's just like football, dude. You know, there's just there's always somebody on your schedule that you need to beat up on. There's trap. There's the trap game element. I'm not going to look past that, but it's just it's just one of those series, man. That I just I really think we we gotta sweep it, man. You can't just can't be losing the Washington Nationals. You, I mean, I'll tell you right now, we lose one game against the Washington Nationals. Our our our, our Heady audience is going to go eight crap. You thought Grillmaster was about to have a heart attack on today's post game show? Wait till we lose <laughs> one game against the freaking Washington Nationals. Oh, Grillmaster is going. Oh, they said my name. Yay. Grill, if you listen to this, man, you got to chill out a little bit, dude. <laughs> the angels are just fine. Man, I've never, I've never seen an erratic fan like that, dude. Yeah, it's like holy crap, dude. That's how you know. That's how you know he's a young kid. Like, yeah. damn, brother, dude. Let's uh, just get a little perspective, man. I mean, <laughs> I feel like a lot of these young kids think you know you're supposed to go 162 and own, you know, bat a thousand. Gotta be perfect. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much. That's kind of my take on the national. Like I said, I'm just. That's just. I just don't buy this. A team we should be losing to. Any, you got? Any, you want to say anything else on that national before we uh, move on, brother? Yeah, for trading Shohei Otani, not a bad team to trade him to. <laughs> who Who would we get in return from them? You got to go Mackenzie Gore. Is that sure. the only guy? I based a lot around that. They have a lot of top prospects in baseball too that you can go and get. And I know you want proven guys, but I do. Off the of, <laughs> topic, I hope I we do, don't dude. trade. I hope we don't trade Shohei. Oh. But at the same time, we got to be realistic about the whole situation. If you go to trade Shohei Otani, we're not going to get as much as we would last year. Not at all. Well, I know. Well, I think we'd still get a haul, but I don't think we'd get that that element of. Um, well, this guy's a this guy's a this guy's a superstar on both ends. So I want to I, I want a superstar batter and I want a superstar pitcher. We might have got a we might have got that a year or so to go. We ain't getting that this year. No, we might, we, we'll wait. We might get a serviceable major league guy, but everything's going to be prospects. Yeah. Now, if I know Absolutely. Perry and I look at Perry as a Joe Douglas type, I mean, Perry knows ball as far you know from what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And 
I think I think if 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 we were to do that and and all we could get is really like the main centerpiece of this deal was prop you know prospects. I think you know Harry's going to get the best prospects available, but he's not going to be like okay uh, okay whatever yeah I'll just give us that. <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm almost, I'm almost certain. Now I, I can't say I'm hundred percent right, but man. You really think the Phillies wanted to part ways with Logan O'Hoppy, dude? I feel like, I feel like there might have been a little tug of war there, and finally, just like, okay, well, if we want the center field of our future, we're gonna have to give this guy up. Because I got, I, I kind of find it hard to believe that that, that 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 they were that quick to part with Logan. Yeah, I mean, they all have they have a thirty-two year old catcher, and yeah. and baseball years is getting old. Oh, that's ancient, especially on the knees. <laughs> yeah, it is. Thirty-some-year-old catcher probably got fifty-year-old knees, Kirk mm-hmm. Suzuki knees. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm I, I'm hundred percent with you. We're not gonna get the, we're not gonna get the package we want. It's all gonna be centered around prospects. But I trust Perry one hundred percent to get the utmost best package that we could possibly get for Shohei Otani. And I think he knows that he's probably not gonna get the package he he would have got a year or two ago. But ain't nothing wrong with, you know, some top prospects. And, you know, I'll tell you what, if it was me, dude, I'd want, or Shohei, I'd want your top, I'd want your, your top four prospects in your, in your organization. Whatever, whoever's yeah. in your top five, I want the first goddamn four. Otherwise, the, otherwise he's, nope, someone will pay it. Cause I, yeah. Think, oh, yeah. I think anybody that, I honestly think anybody that trades for show, I don't think they're. I don't think they're just going to rent them. I think. I think it'll be a long term thing. This is a weekly wrap up show, right? We're not trading Shohei. We're going to go to the playoffs. Hopefully, here honk our horns a little bit, man, and sign Shohei long term. Ah, oh, man, that would be. That's idea. That's the idea. That's the plan. At least I hope that's the plan. It better be the plan. They give a calendar with a space on it. <laughs> Welcome to Halos of the Infield, the weekly podcast that brings you the inside scoop on all the latest news, stats, and analysis from the world of Angels baseball. We'll bring you exclusive interviews as well as insightful commentary, in-depth analysis, and eye-opening insight from our team of diehard Halo fans. So if you love baseball, and especially the Angels, then get ready for the ultimate listening experience. Join Todd Fox and Fernando Mendez with Halos in the infield, your weekly hit of all things Angels baseball. Hey, Todd, Rob. What's happening, man? Hey, what's up, Rob? How you doing, bro? Good, man. Good. I mean, could have been better today, right? Oh, absolutely, dude. This one was definitely one that got away. Yeah, two things, man, that really trying out to me is that uh, the bullpen, those arms, and uh, I don't know if anyone else is noticing this, but it uh, kind of seems like Madden's still around because there's a set <laughs> list they go to of relievers who, this is your day, you're pitching, these are your days, where you're pitching, you're my guy on these days, and Luke, Tepera, you're my guy on these days. Man, I, I think Tepera's done. We've seen it last year. Estevez, I was not big on signing him. I'll talk about it more later in the podcast, but Joyce, it's still my guy. Yeah, things will work out, of course, but 
there's something about rookie pitchers that, again, he's made good hitters when there's no film or no tape on these guys. They don't know what to expect, so I think that's pretty good overall to have something to rip for like that. And if not, I'm still a big fan of Chris Archer. I understand he's a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a right-handed arm. Or even go get Trevor Bauer. Now, people don't hate me for saying this. I understand the allegations made for him. He was never brought to a criminal court. He was mm-hmm. never found guilty and all that stuff. Because if that's the case, if we're saying he's guilty now, then so is Artie. So get the, get the owner out of here. But we're also Angel fans, right? you got to give the guy a chance. Yeah, I think, personally. But uh, and the one thing on the last call is that the framing and stuff like that, I wouldn't worry about it right now, man. Look how many games in we are. That's like going and say, hey, Matt Chapman's the best hitter to ever play. Look at his average this year. Yeah, look, we're only a couple games in, right? We're not that far in overall. And Ohafi, looking at him, he's still trying to gain credibility with these umpires, too. It's like every good catcher does. But nine games in, to say Sykes is better than Ohafi at framing, I wouldn't worry about it. There's got to be pitches to frame, too, right, for you to bring it back in the zone. Yeah, the pitching hasn't exactly been on point. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. But I, my worry is uh, bullpen right now. Yeah, I mean, three or your four losses and only nine games have come because of the bullpen. Uh, you know, obviously you got lit up in Seattle and you don't count – you count that as a true loss. You'd always say, oh, hindsight being, you know, 2020, we, we won a couple games we should have lost, vice versa. But when you're looking at – the the honkish side of it you're looking at man we we blew three games that after the sixth inning we were winning and you should be able to either keep the pressure on to score enough runs to keep a lead or because i that's the other thing that's being taken out that's being not looked at is when you have a lead like that yeah it's six runs or whatever but (laughs) my dad said it why is otani trying to steal a base you know when they were up six nothing I'm like, well, you never can have enough runs. And lo and behold, look what happens. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you got to keep the uh, the pedal to the metal. If it pisses off the other team, well, stop us. You know what I mean? And and that's been the Madden way before where they just started swinging for the fences, getting easy outs, allowing the other team to stick around. You don't want to do that. I do like Nevin's approach to try to score more runs, but for whatever reason in those three games when they had the lead, they kind of weren't able to generate any runs off of the opposing bullpen and then that gave enough time for the other team to come back. And, it well, it happened. And he had mediocre pitching. That's what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm looking at, too, if you look at Estevez overall, granted, it's still a really, I know I'm talking about game nine here, right? Mm-hmm. So far at a 162. But the guy has a walk every time he's pitched. Yeah. As a closer, walks kill you, right? You can't walk. They always score. That's that's a cardinal sin. Jim, talk, Jim talked about a cardinal sin earlier. That's the cardinal sin, my friend, that you brought up right now. You cannot walk anybody as a closer. I mean, that's just setting yourself up for disaster. Yeah, absolutely. And a guy with a six six frame, like Estevez has, is let it let it loose, let it go. Looks like he's holding back a little bit. But that's just I don't know, that's what I think on that. And uh, it's disappointing loss today, but good game overall, Blue Jays. I agree with you. They deserve to win that game. They just outplayed us. It's just it's nice to see a couple of guys get in the lineup and see the ball. And uh, was it you or Randy last night saying that? Hey, uh, all of a sudden Renfro, that ball's a beach ball to him. He sees it. Yeah, yeah. It was Randy was like he just needs one to get himself going, and that double seemed to to get it going. Now, like we both agreed, like he's just he's just locked in right now. 
and that's good to see. And I, when you get Drury locked in, that's going to be even better. So maybe that home run got him off the schneid. Who knows? Yeah, and then uh, what's your take, too, on this uh, starter right now? You think they're going to go right-handed pitcher just to get away from the lefties? Because you play a series like this, you get a good team who hits right-handed or lefties hard, excuse me. They can hit left-handed pitching, and we kind of see the uh, effects of that. Yeah, I mean, you'd want to. Like, that was my biggest concern going into it was, I had, like I said, I had two big concerns. Could Ohapi grab that job and take it? And then he seemed to have alleviated that so far through the first nine games. And then my second worry, you know, I wasn't worried too much about the bullpen because I thought they'd use them like, the, like they did last year. But they're doing the same things, like you said, Madden. So my second biggest concern would have been I'm not liking the fact that we were five high in lefties in that starting rotation. We need a right-hander, and you know that too. And I would like for them to experiment with a right-hander in this uh, Washington series, especially against another rookie. So, uh, but I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think they're gonna, like they were saying on the telecast. They're going to try maybe Tucker Davidson. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple good matchups, and overall, Washington. Looking at them, of course, they're not good on paper. I mean, luckily for us, I know your boy Suarez is going against Patrick <laughs> Corbin. So, knock on wood, Corbin here has a little rough outing for the past year or so. He's been struggling, but uh, if you look at Mackenzie Gore or Josiah Gray, I mean, this, these aren't. Uh, pitchers that are just or bad pitchers at all. I mean, they're these are quality guys. Their prospects are coming up in the major leagues, and they're going to put up uh, quality uh, pitches against the Angels. So I think it's kind of iffy on if we walk through the series easily. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be. It's not going to be easy, man. Uh, I, I think we all think we're going to walk in there and, and curb stomp them, but you know, again, I I'd rather see it one game at a time. Let's just take care of Corbin and see where it goes from there, because um, they they got to get these guys in a, in a role. You know, I, I want to see Suarez bounce back from that Seattle game. That was a terrible start for him. And uh, if you haven't seen the one of the shorts that you know James puts on his page, they said that you know outside of Suarez's fastball, he's got one of the more devastating changeup and and sliders in all of baseball. He just doesn't throw it enough. He throws his fastball way too much. Joe Madden effect. What's that? But the Joe Madden effect does yeah. never pitch backwards. I noticed that. If you watch these other teams, what success do some of these young pitchers have pitching backwards? It's an oh count. Drop in that slider for a strike or drop in that changer for a strike right away. That's all. He's going to be against Otani and Trout. Yeah, it's all about confidence. You don't always have to throw a get me over fastball. Sometimes a get me over fastball gets over the fence. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks for taking the call, man. And uh, that clown suit freaked me out. <laughs> I got a lot of that too. You should have seen it, man. I scared I scared as many people as I made happy the other day. So <laughs> I'll tone it down on the next uh, clown outfit. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, bro. All right, bro. Have a good one, man. You got it. Hey, it's the Halo Honk line. What's going on, brother? What's going on, Randy? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing well, man. Uh, man, really wanted to win that game, but I, I won't take I won't take much of your time. But, dude, we hit the ball well, dude, in that series. Mm. That's that's exciting, you know. It's like you said though, that freaking bullpen, dude. Especially that back end. It, it, like I'm saying in the group chat, it scares me. Mm -hmm. I, I there's some there's some guys back there that I don't really trust. I don't know about all this bringing Ben Joyce up. I mean. 
Could you imagine if, if an angel did what he did the other night? He'd be burned at the stake here on the post game. So, yeah. like, can we, like, cool it on those cool up joys? Like, dude, he literally just blew a freaking, what was it, no-hitter? Yeah. Like, so let's look. I mean, he's young, so let's see how he bounces back these next couple of games, you know, before we start having any thoughts of that crap. Because he completely, his, 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 his confidence could be completely shattered for all we fucking know and go out there and have a 55 million ERA for the rest of the season. Who knows? Yeah. But, you know, I, it's, it's a series I think we should have won. But, you know, we hung with them. And like I said, it could be a team we see in October. So who knows, man. At least we showed that we can hang with, you know, at least one of the beasts from the East so far. Still early in the season. We'll play the rest of them as the season goes on. So, but hey, that's one of those giants we hung around with. So, you know, we know we may see him again. Yeah, the, the the pitching, like you said, you know, they got to get into the roles. I think last year you saw that too. They were, it was more. It, I don't think it was the actual pitchers. I think the the pitcher, the you know, Madden was messing around with the roles too much last year. He had Loop coming in the fourth, fifth inning. Um, you know, this year he's got to literally just say, hey, you know what, whatever, whoever it's gonna be, and whoever you pick, go down with that guy you're gonna pick. Don't be like, oh, it's bullpen mm-hmm. by committee. I've always hated that. You have to tell these pitchers, hey, you're going to be the closer. Because then if it's bullpen by committee, you're going to give three guys, most likely three, Herget, Cajeda, and you're going to give Estevez the mindset of, hey, when I come in, you know, I'm going to be closer. So in the seventh inning, they're always sitting there like, wait a minute, he's calling me in now? Why is he calling me in? I'm the closer. Or they'll bring him in the ninth mm-hmm. inning like, why are they bringing me in in a, in a – in a non-closing situation, you're messing with their heads. Like, like you know, the other days when they brought in Estevez, I know you want to get him work, but but you've already brought him in before with a four-run lead. It's a non-safe situation. Don't bring him in. Don't bring him in. Bring in somebody else. Let his mindset only focus on saving a freaking baseball game. You do that, you're going to get someone grab that closer position by the balls. Take it and run with it. You keep dicking around with these pitchers, putting them in spots they're not used to, putting them in spots that they're they're, they're not made for. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And 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 you're a guy that really like I notice when it comes to baseball. Like you seem to you you have a lot of opinions on pitching, and, and you've been you've been preaching that the last couple of years about you know guys in roles. You you and Fernando, you guys in roles and mindsets and. and and mind temperaments, and you know, it, and also heart rates. That mm-hmm. fucking adrenaline. That plays a fucking huge role. Excuse me. That plays a huge role. Yep. So you're absolutely right, dude. And and and, and, and while we're on the subject of Estevez, like that, I don't trust that guy. It's like I said in the chat, I don't trust the dude. He scares me. I mean, the son of a gun came out of spring training, still trying to figure out the whole whatever the hell they were trying to get him to do in spring training. Yeah. So, but positive. Can we get a positive out of this whole thing? Let's get a positive. Let's get a Magic Johnson, shall we? Let me get a honk real quick. Hunter Renfro has finally arrived in Anaheim, folks. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he's going to be needed all year. He's going to put up some numbers. He will put... Hell yeah, I, I guarantee you when when freaking walsh gets in the lineup i'm telling you that guy's gonna ch- rendon stays healthy walsh stays in the lineup you watch this lineup continue to bash the ball and and anything you get from jury watch out yep and how about how about oh brother how about oh 
Uh, you're right so far. You are you are right so far. He's on a great start. Oh man, I just did you see the reaction this kid got all weekend from this, from this fan base? Oh yeah, yesterday. Remember when they announced the lineups? Those guys in front of us were yeah. booing him. Well, they're they're booing uh, uh Thice because they're like, bro, I came for Ohapi. <laughs> yeah, and and, and Ohapi was just. I mean, he got he was getting like he was getting reactions like he was making an appearance at the All Star game. Yep. I mean, it's like I said, dude. I've seen it in this kid. There's just something about him, and I and I think I'm on, and I'm almost certain I'm on record saying that he didn't just come here, you know, just to be a 250, give you a couple home runs. I mean, this kid is going to be a star, dude. He's going to be one of the top catchers in the major leagues, bro. And I mean, the the maturity level of this kid already at a young age, and and, and what he's showing us right now. I mean, I mean, I mean, what he's leading the team in RBIs right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can command this pitching staff. He's a great defensive catcher. I mean, you you can just tell the night and day difference when you know when he's out and then freaking Thice is in. I mean, Thice couldn't keep anything in front of him to save his damn life. Oh yeah, Th- and, and I don't know why the hell he was playing. I mean, I don't know why the hell he was playing last night anyway. I mean, shoot, that's what Sundays are for. Those are for Thice. You can play on Sundays on Family Four on Sunday Family Four ticket four hot dogs four sodas day. You can nobody cares. <laughs> Screw you. I want to see Logan on Friday and Saturday night. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. You can give Thice Wednesday in freaking Chicago. I don't give a shit. I, I'm over the Thice experiment, to be honest with you. i much rather have seen Wallach. I know Wallach didn't tear it up in, in, in spring training, but I think Wallach mm-hmm. is more experienced. We saw it last year. He called better games. He's a much more yeah. intimidating guy in the box. Um, he's got a pretty decent eye now again he's not gonna well, blow- did he catch reed dittmer's no hitter yes and he caught a couple shutouts yeah, as well i mean he had a good yeah, two-week yeah, stretch go. stretch last year mm-hmm. where he was really yeah. doing really good so i just think wallach would have been a better uh better choice however here's where the analytics come in oh you don't want two okay. right-handed catchers on there so let's go oh, with dice and and uh ohapi but then when stassi comes back you're in the same position anyway so yeah I don't know. Yeah, you're absolutely right, dude. I I 100% agree with that, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's really that's really all I got, man. Like I said, you know, it's a series I really feel like we may should have swept. I mean, we just we we just put ourselves in a position that we just really shouldn't have been. And you know what? Like the next see some early season shit. You know, I don't see us losing too many games where we score freaking six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve freaking runs, dude. So. You know, listen, hopefully this bullpen can get it together. You know, maybe we can get the right pieces in there. You know, some of these guys don't work out, but we need to run We need to run right through uh, Washington coming up, and I forget who we got after that. But Washington, I mean, Boston, and then friggin' New York. Okay, well, we you know, those first two teams, we need to fucking – we need to handle that, and then, you know, we'll worry about New York when we get to New York. So I, I look All at right, this bro, one, bro. I know I said it before, mm-hmm. Randy, real quick, but I'm taking the yep. Pete Carroll approach this year. I'm, not, uh, you know, I only mm-hmm. make the predictions for the podcast, but in my mind, it's one game at a time. Let's go one and zero today, and we went zero and one today, so we got to change that for tomorrow. Let's go one and zero yep. on Monday. Hey, <laughs> I'm I'm game with that too, man. So get that dub, dude. Get that freaking dub, brother. That's all that matters. All right, brother. Have a good one, man. Thanks you- again for everything this weekend, brother. And we'll be talking to you. Hell yeah, man! It was hella fun, man. All right, man. See right, you. Later. That was Randy Ooh. checking in there from Fresno. It's the Halo Hunk line. Is this Halo Hunk the clown? <laughs> this is Honky Honk. 
<laughs> oh, there you go. Different than the, the dancing honky tonk. Exactly. And I was accused of uh, putting white face on yesterday. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least I don't think that would get you in particular canceled. I should so. get canceled for that. I mean, I have white face well, on no matter what, whether I put makeup on or not. That's fair. That's fair. Man, I, I, I definitely wanted today's game. I obviously I don't want to get personal. You know I'm going through some shit, so mm -hmm. I really wanted the game today. But, uh, you know, this is one of those games where, you know, you just got to keep your cap to uh, to a well-played ball game by the Blue Jays. Honestly, this isn't a game that uh, that really sucked to lose. We should have won. The, we should have pulled it out. You know, a uh, couple of pitches there that just didn't go our way. Obviously, Otani grounding out to end the game it wasn't ideal. But, I mean, let's face it. Who else would you want up in that spot? Otani's a guy. Oh, yeah. you, if I would have asked you, Todd, hey, here's going to be the situation, you would have picked, you know, maybe Renfro because he's hot. You would have picked Trout, and then you would have picked Otani. It would have been one combination of those three guys that you wanted in that spot. Sometimes it just happens like that. You have your best horse in there, and, you know, they can't pull it out all the time. That's, I mean, the greatest players of all time in this game fail 70% of the time. So it was a tough one. Um Overall, I'm still not completely unhappy with where the Angels are looking at this point of the season. You know, we could be talking about a team that only has one loss. We got our cheeks clapped against Oakland. But uh, I don't know. As happy as I am that baseball is back, I'm also on the stop the count mode. Like, hey, let's just stop the count. Let's just go to the playoffs right now. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where we, it, we, want, we want results, but it's going to take a while to get there. And we want to think that this team is going to be – good enough to get there and i think they will but when you have losses like this you question yourself you question your 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 uh, predictions um some have been right so yeah. far some have been wrong and uh you know we just have to see what what happens again tomorrow my boy like this has been brought out suarez pitches tomorrow <laughs> and i'm looking for a bounce back in the worst way from him <laughs> yeah he desperately needs one i mean you know he's still such a young kid that uh too many of these big losses or too many losses that people were expecting to pitch well, that stuff takes a toll on a young pitcher. You know, if we're talking about a Max Scherzer, a Justin Verlander, you know, those losses don't matter as much because those guys are veterans. They've been there, they've done that. But Jose Suarez hasn't, for a sustainable period, been there and continued to do that. He has those hot stretches, but he also has those really cold stretches. So Jose Suarez really, really needs to pull one out here. Same thing with, I mean, read that list today. He needed to pull one out. He didn't look as bad as he did in his first start. But, uh, man, it's just a uh, tough day for sure well, for well, the Angels. Tough series. Well, let me let me ask you a question, Fernando. When it comes to – and this is what guy I keep putting – I may be wrong. Let me get your take on it. But I keep yeah. wanting to, uh, to compare to – I keep wanting to compare Suarez to Framer Valdez from Houston. Because and and stay with me on this point. See if you see if you agree or disagree on this. Framer when he came up with Houston, he was much the same fringe reliever, uh, mid relief guy, fringe starter. He got his chance, went always about four or five innings for a good season or so, and then turned it up a notch. Got into the seventh inning, and all of a sudden the next season, which was last season, he just turned into an ace. And he's at that spot where he's elite now. And, you know, he's anchoring the rotation. I don't think Suarez can go that far, but he has a similar delivery, in my opinion, and I think he has stuff to get himself and keep himself as a reliable starter, not an ace, 
but as a reliable. Do you at least agree on that or can see that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I didn't want to laugh when you said it, so I mean, you know, I, I'll give you that. I mean, okay, okay, you know, I'm not asking enough. you to take out the, the hunk, the hunk. I mean, I, I understand where the, uh, where the mentality is there. The thing with Jose Suarez is nobody has ever questioned the fact that the guy is talented. The guy has stuff, clearly. We see it. We see it in flashes. Mm-hmm. You know, he catches lightning in a bottle. It's just maintaining the ability to continue to harness that lightning. That he that that's what he doesn't have. I mean, the guy has an edge. The guy has fun. The guy looks grateful every time he's out there. And at the end of the day, those are the kind of guys you want on your team. You know, you look at some players and you're like, well, that guy's an a hole. The players probably don't like him. Like my boy, you know Escobar. You know, you can tell the guy was a locker room cancer. I don't think Jose Suarez is that guy. And those are the kind of guy that people want to play for. Those are the kind of uh, pitchers that your defense wants to be behind. And I think Jose Suarez has that mentality. He has that stuff. The guys probably like playing behind him because he looks at the kind of guy who's grateful. Like Patrick Sandoval, when, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Rosarena made that catch in the World Baseball Classic. You know, he was over there hyping up the, the catch and everything. Yep. So those, those are the kind of pitchers that the defense wants to play behind because they know that the pitcher, you know, oh, I just made a catch for this guy to preserve his shutout. He's going to buy me dinner tonight. You know, those are the kind of guys that people want to play behind. I think Jose Suarez is that guy. I think he can be that guy. And uh, I don't think you had a bad comparison, man. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I thought you were going to be like, man, you're way off. You need your head examined. But I don't, <laughs> Well, you didn't tell me if the Super Mario movie was good. So <laughs> maybe maybe you do. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I've heard good reviews. So maybe that's another thing you got away with. Well, yeah. Well, the only thing I'll defend myself on that one is, again, if you're a video gamer and you, you grew up playing Super Nintendo N64, um, you know, GameCube, Super Mario Brothers, you'll hear every song in some capacity from those video games you'll see easter eggs all over the place um it's pretty funny you know took the kids it was hilarious i i liked it a lot and you know so it, it gave memories to me so hell yeah i'm i'm all for it dude but uh but yeah maybe that's a bad take too maybe i'm over two today <laughs> maybe maybe but now you, you got to spend easter with your family so now you know you didn't go over the entire day so at least you had that good the, the good of hanging out with your family yeah, but uh, thanks for taking the call, man. Uh, you know, hope we. I, I wish we both could have been right when we could have got the rally, Chris, two out of three, like he always says. Yep. But uh, we got the wrong two out of three. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we need and, and we need we need a uh, Randy on that meme right away. The rally, kiss two two for th- uh, two of three, man, because that would have yeah. been today. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, since you and I don't get to do a prediction show uh, for this series, it'll be. Uh, It'll be the weekly roundup show. I'll give you my prediction for the national series. We're oh. going two for three. That time we're definitely taking a two for three. I think Courtney said Courtney and I said one for three this series. You were the one who said two for three. Yep, yep. So you guys nailed it. But uh, yeah, two out of three for nationals for sure. Okay. Well, I think I think I'll take the same if we're going to make the predictions now too. I'll, I'll go two or three. Rally Chris special All right, baby. Well. I look forward to seeing what Randy and Rob have to say then about uh, about their predictions. Tune into their show. They do a great job. Exactly. All right, man. Thanks for taking the call. All right, man. All right, bro. Stay up, Fernando. All right. Let's get into the uh, Player of the Week award. This will be our first award of the year. Uh, we will have a transition video uh, as soon as possible, but we're just going to wing it this week. So, with that, this week's Heady Weekly Wrap-Up Player of the Week award goes to none other than the captain himself, Michael Nelson Trout. 
20 plate appearances, seven hits, got walked seven times, scored six runs, had seven RBIs for a smooth batting average of .350. Congratulations, Mike, and I'm sure there's going to be many, many weeks to come where he wins this award. Again, the Heaty Weekly Wrap-Up Player of the Week goes to Mike Trout. Make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 Tickets. They take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service. With 714 Tickets, you don't have to worry about hidden fees or surprises at checkout. The price you see is the price you pay. Plus, their team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, we're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halo's jersey. Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code HITI at checkout. That's H-I-T-I, HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714 Tickets. All right, everybody, we're going to go into our final thoughts here on the Heaty Weekly Wrap-Up. And I know we touched on them earlier, but I kind of want to go back and, and, and put some final, final notes on Suarez. I know Todd's rolling his eyes right now. But I want to, I want to, I want to shout out uh, Mike and John Frist from Locked On Angels. Uh, if you don't get a chance, go check those guys out. They're knowledgeable bunch of dudes, uh, knowledgeable couple of dudes, man. I mean... They know what they're talking about. Lifelong Angels fan. So shout out to those guys. Super Halo bros. But Mike had, uh, he, stayed, he had stated something on the show last week, uh, Rob. And he said um, Suarez was locating his spots. Or when he was locating his spots, he was facing the batter the whole time. But when he was missing, he, he started out by looking down or looking at the runners on base. It sounds like Suarez could be tipping his pitches, Rob. What do you think? Would explain a lot. Honestly, I thought he just wasn't overpowering. Does it have overpowering stuff? Does it have quite swing and miss type stuff? Mm-hmm. Kind of lessens contact with his breaking pitches in itself. They're looking at it now. I mean, it does say this guy. I mean, sorry, it's Mike. You said, yeah, Mike Frisch from uh, Super Halo Bros. Locked on. Okay, in. yeah. Reading this 2019 article, yeah, he was changing his glove position in 2019, and Brad Ausmus noticed that he was tipping his pitches. He says he doesn't know if the other team noticed it, but the end result kind of showed that they that he thought they did. Oh so wow! Managers catching that, I mean, yeah, teams are too. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so it could be. Yeah, it could be a possibility. Maybe he's maybe he's dipping in smold habits. Yeah, that's a great catch by those guys. Man. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't look yeah. into it, to be honest. I'm not a fan of Suarez either, so I kind of <laughs> – he, he got blown up like, typical Suarez, man. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that then, if that's the case, do we put this guy on a short leash? <sighs> I, you got to go Aaron Seeley treatment. Five innings, 75 pitches. You give up more than two runs, you're gone. Ooh, yep. 
That's definitely the Sealy treatment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, be strict with the man and let him build confidence and let him see if he can go longevity wise. It sucks, mm-hmm. but that's the only, not a bad idea. Dude. Do that. That's, that's not our only option. That's the problem. Yeah. We have options. You have Sam Bachman. You have Chase Silseth. Right. You have other guys that you can go dip into. You have Tyler Davids, Tucker Davidson. You have Kai. Kai. Kai Bush. Kai Bush, excuse me. You have Kai Bush. There's options out there, so I, I mean, it's early in the season. But how long do you stay with a guy like this? Mm-hmm. Yep, I think, I think he, I think we can give him another couple of starts. Uh, well, if he completely shits the bed on Monday, then uh, I think it's time to start having a talk with him. You know, maybe bringing a guy like Tucker Davis. And Tucker Davis had a pretty good spring. Mm-hmm. And Tucker Davidson reminds me more of a starting pitcher than uh, Jose Suarez does. Like I said, Jose Suarez, he to me, he's a bullpen guy. And I feel like he still has that, that bullpen mentality. Oh, yeah. I just, I, just, I just don't see starting pitching with him. I never have. I mean, I was okay with, you know, they wanted to stretch him out and maybe turn him into a starting pitcher. Like, okay, well, let's see what he's got. I mean, like we're going anywhere. Let's see, let's see what we can do. Let's see what we got in this guy. I mean, I, I mean, the the dude can pitch. I mean, I'm not saying he can't, but he's he's really inconsistent. Yeah, and and, and, and that's not you're not going to keep your starting position. You're not going to keep your starting pitching spot very long if you're going to constantly be inconsistent. I mean, he's very consistent at being inconsistent. <laughs> I mean, give him that. If he's mediocre Monday. Give him one more start. If he, I mean, if the dude can't find it, I mean, I don't know if he's got options left. Maybe send him down and you know see what he can figure out, and then mm-hmm. bring him back up and just stick him in the bullpen. If he, I mean, if this if this dude if this dude's just giving pitches away, you know, and 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 then on top of that, you know, not only is he tipping pitches when things start going bad, I mean, this guy starts you know getting out of his element, dude. I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster. Dude. So, I I, th- I think that I think the leash should be a little it should be a little tight, a little hot under the collar, you know, pull him back. You know, if you got to make him feel a little uncomfortable, as far as you know, well, I, I, I don't want to be on a pitch counter. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't need to be baby. Well, yeah, you do, because right now you just don't, you're not seem to figuring it out. So you know, like it's like you said, the Sealy treatment. You know, go out there five innings, you got seventy five pitches to work with, no more and no less, unless you completely sh- the bed. And if you give up two runs, bam, I'm yanking your ass. I don't care if you're at forty pitches. I don't care if you're at yeah. 10 pitches. You give up two runs, you're gone. You're out. I'm with you, man. I think I think we should bring up, you know, a guy like Tucker Davison, man, and just, just put him just put him there, man, so we can have him. You know what I'm saying? Put him in the bullpen for now, you know, until 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 shoot, uh Suarez shows us that he can't be a starting pitcher anymore and then just you know, send Suarez down to figure it out and and put uh Put Tucker Davison in the freaking starting rotation and bring up Sam Bachman or, or Joyce. I mean, son yeah. of B. So that I mean that that's that's really all I got to say on that, man. Do you, did you want to touch on anything else on that? No, just you, you hit the nail on the head on that one. I think that's gonna do it for the show this week. Uh, again, thank you, Rob, for coming on, man. I appreciate you coming on here every week. It's a pleasure talking baseball. It's a pleasure talking Halos baseball with you, brother. You're one hell of a co-host, one knowledgeable son of a bitch. I'm very lucky to have you here, man. The Heady Crew's oh. lucky to have you on the team. We, you know, everybody loves your brother. And um, 
I just want to let everybody know to check out our sponsors. 714 tickets. 714 tickets. Buy today, go tonight, or buy tonight and go tomorrow. Make sure you head on over to 714 tickets. Use that Halos in the Infield promo code HITI. Get your 10% off your purchase, your current purchase, 5% off a future purchase, and it'll automatically, you don't got to do nothing. And I mean nothing. And they'll automatically get entered into a, a drawing that we're going to have monthly for a free Angels jersey, courtesy of 714 Tickets and everybody here at Halos in the infield. Again, 714 Tickets, some of the best customer service there is as far as you know, getting tickets and for sporting events and concerts and stuff like that. And they have no hidden fees. You know that, Rob? They don't have no hidden fees, dude. No hidden fees at all? No hidden fees. I'm talking you you buy a ticket for 45 bucks. Guess what you're paying? $45. Not not 95 when you check out. $45 ticket, you're paying 95 bucks. <laughs> what is it? Convenience fee? Convenient for who? So thank you, 714 Tickets, for all that you do. Thank you for your support for Halos in the infield. Again, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Randy. All right, brother. For Rob, I'm Randy, a.k.a. Fast Times Under the Halo. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit that bell notification so every time we go live or drop a video, you will be notified. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Podbean. We're everywhere, dude. Apple Pod. Give us a five-star. We love doing this for you guys. Baseball is our passion. For most of us, it's our first love. It's my first love. My angels are always going to be over the Jets. I don't. It's just the way it is. So again, on behalf of Rob, I'm Randy. We love you guys, and we will see you next week right here on the Heat Weekly Wrap.